Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Get ready for the Dipsy Doo Flipperoo. Now, what is the Dipsy Doo Flipperoo? If you're a regular viewer of my show, you've heard that term often. This is when the media, for a couple of days, reports on a story to maintain some semblance of credibility, a story about Democrats. And then after a couple of days, does the Dipsy Doo Flipperoo switches the story around to make the Democrat who was initially the GOAT the hero. Get ready for it. Pretty soon, the media will start celebrating Joe Biden for the greatest rescue operation in human history. You, I've To steal a term or to borrow a term from the great, the greatest of all time, Rush Limbaugh. Don't doubt me. Hat tip, the legend. It's coming. I've got the evidence to prove it. Don't go anywhere. Uh, today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity from prying eyeballs. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. I've got that. Also, I was in communication with a medical professional friend of mine. Also one this morning. Uh, both patriots who love the truth. And the Israel data about COVID is... I'm not trying to be alarmist, folks, please. We're reasonable people here, but is very, very concerning, to say the least. We'll get into that, too. Hey, going online without ExpressVPN, it's like leaving your kids with the nearest stranger while going inside a store or something. Hey, listen, most of the time it may be fine, but you never truly know who you're trusting. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network in cafes, hotels, airports, your online data is not secured. Any hacker on that network can gain access to and steal your personal data. You know, passwords, financial details, you don't want that. doesn't even take a lot of technical knowledge to hack someone. Just some cheap hardware is needed. A smart 12-year-old could do it. Hackers know your data is valuable. They can make up to $1,000 per person selling your personal info on the dark web. ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that hackers can't steal your sensitive data. It'd take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. ExpressVPN is super easy to use. Just fire up the app and click one button to get protected. I figured it out. I'm not the most tech-savvy guy. I've been honest about that. It works on laptops, mobile devices, and phones. So you can stay secure on the go. I love it. It works. I don't go anywhere with that. Secure your online activity and data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash Bongino. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino and get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash Bongino. All right, Joe, let's go. All right, Dan. What? I heard you all right, Dan. Oh, you didn't hear the bell? But I did not hear the bell. That's wait, the wait, bell. Not, uh, well, yeah, let's try it again. <laughs> we got to get the Kenny bell in here once in a while, so I'm just going to throw the Kenny well, bell. Well, good for you. Yeah, Joe's You're very excited very today. Very <laughs> on a Wednesday, but it's like a de facto Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where you, did you miss that a little bit? We were yeah. just talking about that before the show, how I, I said to Joe, you know, I can't really hear anything anymore. And Paula and I both have hearing problems in the same ear. Paula had brain surgery when she was younger. Uh-huh. And uh, I have I have this ear problem. You know, this is the same ear I used with the Secret Service. So it's like a cave, you know, because I've had this IFB in my ear for most of my adult life. I, I can barely hear anything anymore. But uh, that's part of the business, man, you know? All right, let's get to this. We got some, a lot of material to cover today. Let's get ready for the dipsy do flipperuski on Afghanistan. It's happening already. Now, there's always a couple sycophantic, zero-credibility losers out there in the media who are ready to advance the flipper row stat, right? So now they're gonna, you're going to see the transition now. It's going to mark my words. It is Wednesday, August 25th. 
I hope I'm wrong, but I know I'm right. You're going to see the media transition now from Biden is an apocalyptic, cataclysmic failure, which he is and which we all know. You're going to see a transition now to a focus on this airlift out of Afghanistan as if it's the greatest thing since Dunkirk. This is it. We are saving everyone. Joe Biden is a hero. Joe Biden should walk down the street, carried palm fronds on him like we're back in ancient Egypt. Joe Biden should be lauded. There should be thrown at his feet, frying fruits and wines. He should bathe his feet in fancy oils. This is coming soon. Here's one of those sycophants first, a guy with no credibility whatsoever. But whenever a swamp hack needs someone to rescue them, the swamp hacks on either side of the aisle, from the truth, they go to a guy like Matthew Dowd. Here's Matthew Dowd setting it up. And then I'll play afterwards. Saki, Jen Saki saying, you know, Peppermint Patty with her whole, this is going to be a huge success. Here's Matthew Dowd suggesting that we should celebrate, celebrate Joe Biden for the disaster he caused in Afghanistan. Check this out. Well, I, I, as you probably are aware, I actually have lauded the president from the very beginning about Af- Afghanistan. He was dealt a horrible situation. And as of today, he's done an extremely good job in this situation. There were many people over the last seven days that said there's no possible way he could get 50,000 people out. No possible way. And that was the number of people thought that had to get out. He's gotten out 70,000 people in the last eight days, 70,000 people out of Afghanistan in the last days. And I actually think the president, for what he was dealt and what he's done over the course of the last week, should be congratulated on the way this was done. Now, there's many things left to handle of the course of this situation. I think the president's done unbelievable yeoman's work. And he's the first president in four presidents to actually get done what the American people wanted done in Afghanistan which was get out. This is, Guy just accurately stated, this is the Baghdad Bob of American political commentators. There are no troops in Baghdad. Remember Baghdad Bob? Troops right behind him in Baghdad. Remember that when we, when we, uh, when we destroyed the Iraqi army in just a matter of days? There are no troops in Baghdad. You remember that? This is the Baghdad Bob of American commentator, commentators, Matthew Dad. The guy doesn't have a lot of credibility, so there's no credibility to lose. So I guess he figures I'll be the first one to take my marching instructions from Jen Psaki, walk out and change it. Remember what the narrative is going to switch. I promise you, over the next few days, it's going to shift away from Biden's disastrous decisions, abandoning Bagram Air Base, having faith in the Afghan National Army, having faith in the Taliban, all of these terrible decisions, not based on intelligence, but Biden's just awful instincts, which are always wrong. Now it's going to switch to the airlift and the rescue operation. Now, what's tragically hilarious about Matthew Dowd's infantile analysis here. Again, this is not a very smart man. As he says, given everything he was dealt Biden, dealt by who? Biden? Biden finds himself in Biden's situation because of who? Because of Biden. Joe Biden, in case Matthew Dowd doesn't know how the whole hierarchy of the executive branch works, Joe Biden is in fact the commander in chief of the military. This may be the first Matthew Dowd's hearing this. But the abandonment of Bagram Air Base and trusting that the Taliban would not take over Kabul, trusting them, which almost no serious person was telling him to do, was Biden's decision. So we have to airlift people out of Bagram, excuse me, out of Kabul rather than using Bagram, precisely because Biden abandoned Bagram and trusted the Taliban. What do you mean that the cards Biden was dealt? And we love what he's doing now. What is he doing now? He's doing nothing. I've got video coming up in a second of Biden 
answering questions on Afghanistan yesterday. He's not doing anything. What do you mean what he was dealt? He dealt it. He dealt it. You know that old joke? You smelt it, dealt it. He dealt it and smelt it. That's right. It's Biden's thing. It's right? yeah. I know, child, this infantile. It's always funny. But it's true. It's Biden did it. He's the one who, who evacuated Bagram like an idiot and trusted the Taliban. And by the way, one, let me put a note because I don't want to forget to mention this during the radio show. Sorry, don't mean to in, interrupt the podcast, but they're both interrelated. In case any of you think or you're being told by lunatics like Matthew Dowd, Baghdad Matthew, right? Oh, no, you know, they didn't think, no one ever believed the Taliban and they always knew the Taliban would take over Kabul. We just didn't think it was going to be that fast. Nonsense. Biden trusted the Taliban. How do we know that? They planned to keep over 600 people in the U.S. Embassy in, in uh, Kabul. Biden actually believed that the Taliban would form, would form, excuse me, some joint government and that this was all going to be like around the campfire, s'mores roasting, singing campfire songs. Biden actually believed that. No serious person was telling him that. It was his own poor instincts. Do you understand where I'm going with this? Because now what they're going to say is we expected this the whole time and it Biden's airlift thankfully saved people from what we expect. They did not expect it. They did not even plan to get the embassy workers out of uh, Kabul They had because they had thought they were going to be able to stay because of Biden's poor judgment, thinking the Taliban would let them stay. Folks, do not let them rewrite history. Here, Dowd clearly got instructions from uh, Peppermint Patty. Here she was yesterday. I mean, this is, this is classic Baghdad Bob stuff. There are no troops in Iraq. There are no truth. Here's Jen Psaki yesterday. Baghdad Bertha, right? Up at the, uh, she's. <laughs> he never, he left. He never left. He never, it's got to be really funny for Guy to laugh. So he never laughs at anything. Joe does. He doesn't laugh at anything. So here's Jen Psaki, Baghdad Bertha, up there yesterday in the Brady press room, touting the success of the airlift. How wonderful this is. Keep in mind the whole time as you're hearing this. The only reason they need an emergency airlift is because Biden made the terrible decision to trust the Afghan army, trust the Taliban, and abandon Bagram. Check this out. I would say that this is now on track, Peter, to be the largest airlift in U.S. history. Uh, so, And that is uh, bringing American citizens out. It is bringing our Afghan partners out. It is bringing allies out. Uh, so, no, I would not say that is anything but a success. This is, I mean, this is like... This is new levels of astonishing. This is really like, I, I mean, they are, they, as I say often, it's not that they're stupid people. They're not. It would almost be more comforting, comforting if they were, because then it's maybe not a matter of intent. Maybe it's just a matter of they don't have the capacity or intelligence to process it, right? They're not stupid people. They think you're stupid. There's a big difference. Don't confuse the two. Now, Biden may be stupid. I get that. But th that, that's a different story. But Peppermint, no. She's not dumb. She thinks you're dumb. And so does Matthew Dowd. Watch the turn in events now. You're going to see it. Mark my words. This will be touted by the media. 
as a huge success. Here, Politico. Look, the media got their marching orders, folks. Natasha Karecki. White House to media. We want our... This is a real headline. It's not a joke. We want our props on Afghanistan. Props? Maybe we want credit. Like, maybe sound like adults. The president and his team have taken it on the chin for the past week. Now, amid a massive evacuation effort, they want kudos, too. (laughs) This is not a joke. This is not a Babylon Bee headline. They seriously want credit for a crisis they caused. I mean... Listen, I get it. Sometimes analogies are are on that. But this case, they're necessary because there are some maybe some liberals listening. This is like being a surgeon, right? You go into an operating room. The guy's having a lung, lung transplant. You walk in there drunk. You cut out the guy's heart instead. And you leave his failing lungs behind. And then you come in the next day and you replace the guy's heart with a new heart. Although he's still dying from the bad lungs. And now he's got a heart that doesn't fit his body. And you're like... And everybody's like, what an amazing surgeon. This was the greatest heart transplant ever. Seamless, seamlessly done. That's, that's exactly what just happened. The analogy is no different. He caused one of the greatest humanitarian crises we've seen in that region in the last 20, 30 years. He's got crises going on in Qatar right now as we pack our air base over there. They've not prepared for it. He's caused the refugee crisis all over the world. And he's taking credit for trying to get a few. By the way, Americans are all still left behind. Tons of them still left behind. He's taking credit for this. Folks, again, they're not stupid. They think you are stupid. And as I said yesterday, even National Review's catching on now. You've got some decent people over there, but they've got a few numbnuts over there as well. But National Review, Jim Garrity. The dreadful victim-blaming spin lurking just around the corner. I told you yesterday, they are going to abandon Americans in Afghanistan. Bank on it. Brett Baer reported yesterday on Fox, they are looking to get out by that August 31st deadline. They, us, the uh, American military, are looking to get out by then because of Biden's orders and maybe even sooner. They are getting ready to blame Americans. Hey, We told you guys to get out. You didn't listen. Yeah, dude, we can't get through the Taliban checkpoints. Oh, sorry, we forgot about that. They are getting ready to do it right now. They are going to abandon people there. Bank on it. Joe Biden, though, was at least brave enough to take on some questions yesterday on Afghanistan. We got to, you know, credit folks where credit's due. Yeah, yeah. Right, Joe? Yeah. It's the right thing to do, don't you think? Yeah. So Joe is kind enough to cut. It's a little lengthy. I'm sorry, folks. Um, So just tolerate this. We usually don't use clips more than, say, a minute and a half, two minutes long. But this is Joe Biden taking extensive questions yesterday, and only the biggest foreign policy crisis of our time on Afghanistan after what really was a dreadful speech. But he saved himself with the Q&A, so if you can just play that. Again, just ask your patience. It's a little long. Check this out. Thank you. We guarantee every American will be out before the troops leave. Can you guarantee? Did sanctions come up at all in the G7? We bet. Oh, wait, am I on camera? Oh, be- oh I'm very sorry. Guy, the- you're supposed to play the rest of that. Yeah, where's the rest of it? Come on, with the program. There was, there was no rest of it. The verdict is in. This guy's a dumb nuts. There is no rest of this. That's the whole thing. That's Biden answering questions on Afghanistan. Of course, answering no questions on Afghanistan. 
None. Not that the media would have any questions on Afghanistan. We only got thousands of Americans behind enemy lines. We have a refugee crisis going on right now. You have refugees coming into the United States, some pretending to have helped out the United States, some who did. This is a massive crisis. And Biden, how many questions does he take? Goose egg, zero. The verdict is in again. This guy is a numbnuts. A totally incompetent pino. President in name only. And I'm glad that's catching on on social media. Spread it around, the pino. President in name only. No question. All you got was Joe Biden's back on the way out. I want to remind you something, too, on a serious note. We engage in this emotional roller coaster, but that's, that's life. Daily Mail. Longest headlines ever by Jack Newman. This will be in my newsletter today. Check it out. Bungino.com slash newsletter. The UN warns that the Taliban are already carrying out civilian executions, recruiting child soldiers and repressing women. Oh, I assure you they're doing a lot worse to women. Folks, if there was one thing I learned in my years in law enforcement where by the nature of the job, you find yourself surrounded almost every day with the worst of the worst. You just do. Once in a while, you get what they call an aided case where you have to help someone who fell on the sidewalk. And, you know, those aren't obviously criminals. But nine out of ten times, you're face-to-face -face with some of the worst people humanity has to offer. You just are. I learned a lot there. I learned that you can't change criminals who are savages. There are very, very few. I'm sure there are some redemption stories out there, and the rest you'll have to deal with Jesus Christ. But I'm telling you on planet Earth that very, very few people change. I'm sorry. They're capable of it. It does happen sometimes. But my experience is you would see the same people over and over and over again in the jails no matter what you did. One-year sentence, 10-year sentence. Here's the problem. They have no impulse control. This is not a Freudian psychoanalysis session. I'm just telling you and stating the obvious. They have no impulse control. They get out of jail. They get a job for a week, if that. A lot of, not all, but many of them. They get out of jail for a week. Some guy pisses them off in the back room, wherever they work. The guy winds up beating the crap out of them. You find him back in jail. They have no impulse control at all. These criminals these, who are, act like savages, they will never change. The Taliban are a level above street criminals. They are just, have no redeeming characteristics at all. These people, their only purpose, they're, they're, they're a level below human waste on the value. I'm not kidding. I said it yesterday during the radio show. I prefer human waste to the Taliban. Human waste may have a purpose. You can use it for fertilizer sometimes. There's no purpose to the Taliban, none. So human waste actually outranks the Taliban. You are never, ever going to change these savages. And anyone, anyone who thinks you're going to change them is insane. I mean insane, by the meaning doing the same stupid things over and over again and expecting a different result. You can't change criminal savages. You can't. You can't. All right, let me get to my uh, second sponsor. And I got, a, I got a video coming up after the break of, of just a, a commentator who just, I mean, he's at the point now where he makes me, he's, he's always running cover. He attacks these two congressmen, a Republican and a Democrat, who wanted to go over and see the situation for themselves on Afghanistan. 
in Afghanistan. He attacks them as they're the enemy because he's running regime talking points. I mean, that's what they want to do. And then I have a classic clip of him melting down in the air, which is always good. Hey, today's show uh, brought to you by our friends at MyPillow. You hear me talk every week about how much uh, we love the MyPillow products because we do. Yeah, now MyPillow is changing the game with their six-piece towel set. The set's made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailing for $109.99. But for a limited time, you can get this set for the low price of $39.99. That's over 60% in savings. Always remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You have nothing to lose. They come in a variety of colors and sizes. They're the best towels we've used in years. You've heard me talk about my pillow's amazing products. They have some cool slippers too. Right now they have protect they perfected uh, towels as well. Go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code Dan at checkout or call 800 951 7163 You'll receive this incredible six-piece towel set for just $39.99. That's MyPillow.com and enter Dan or call 800-951-7163 and tell them Dan sent you. That's 800-951-7163. All right. Thanks, uh, MyPillow. So here's a Phil Mudd. He's a CNN commentator. Seen him on CNN. I, I met this guy once in a green room. Uh, this is another guy whose talking points always seem to mirror whatever the regime wants him to say. Uh you know, he's, he, I don't know, he's, he's just weak and he hears the regime talking points and the marching orders from Saki and Pelosi and others. And he takes, I, I don't know. Um, but I ran into this guy, just a quick story, one time in an MSNBC green room years ago. Uh, true story. Total clown. Walks in there. You know, he's one of these guys. I, I hate to say this, but I've met, you probably have met guys and, and women like this too. He looks like the kind of guy that was picked on in high school. So I feel bad for him. He does. He was probably picked on in high school a lot. He got this job in the CIA and now people kiss his butt because they think he knows stuff you don't know, even though he's more often on the wrong side of an issue than anything. And so he's, he was picked on in high school. He feels the need to puff. You know the puffers? The peacockers? Yes, yes. <laughs> Chess. Remember the guy from, uh, was it, what's the movie? Couples Retreat? Yes. Yeah, proud chest. This is Phil Mudd. I ran into him in a green room. He was so embarrassing in there. I got off the couch and left to go sit at a table because I didn't want him to sit anywhere next to me. Walking around, uh, chin in the air. It was just embarrassing. I was like, who's this loser? So here's Phil Mudd on CNN yesterday. Two congressmen, Seth Moulton and this guy, uh, uh, Congressman Meyer, a, a Democrat and a Republican, respectively, took a trip to Afghanistan. They took uh, a couple of crew seats. They didn't take up any seats for anyone on the way back, but they wanted to check out what it looked like in Afghanistan on the ground to see for themselves because they felt like they were being lied to. All right. I don't have a beef with that. They're government officials for the United States. They want to sense what the degree of the problem is. One's a Republican, one's a Democrat, right? I mean, what's the big deal? We want to get the truth about what's going on on the ground. We clearly can't trust the regime right now. Not to fill mud. Phil Mudd got his marching orders. You better attack those two guys. Listen to this guy, who another one who can never, this guy has zero. Listen, I got a temper issue. Not, point stipulated, you win. But this guy <laughs> has zero <laughs> self-control ever. He always looks like he's constipated and he's having that moment where finally it's happening. That's what he looks like every time. Check this out. Reprehensible, sharply criticized as too polite. Look, the president of the United States, who is responsible first and foremost for American national security, said the situation is so dangerous that the U.S. military can't stay on. 
that we have to withdraw U.S. military. So two members of Congress, without the support of their leadership, decide that they're going to bypass Disneyland and take an Instagram trip to Afghanistan because they want some eye candy for a bunch of constituents. If I were Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy, I would see this as a chance for bipartisanship. Both of those guys on their committees, out. Done. And by the way, ask them for the two seats they took out for all their concerns about refugees. What happens to the two refugees who didn't get those seats? What do you tell them? Last thing I'd say, evidently, from what I've read, one of the brilliant insights they've gotten is that the slow start meant that we could get fewer people out than we would have gotten out if we'd started fast. Look, John, I can do oversight from Memphis and give you that. Reprehensible. They ought to go from their committees. I, Gee brings up another good point. I'm wondering, Joe, you think this guy's tight with Frank Fagazi from the FBI? You think they're buddies? Oh, oh, oh. The you think brothers. they go out yeah. like wedding crashers together? <laughs> you think they, they're like wedding crashers? They're like uh, Vince Vaughn and the Owen uh, Wilson cat. They go out and crash weddings Fagazi and Mud. Muddy Fagazi. That's what they do. That's a great point. Him and Fagazi are probably <laughs> pals. Listen to this clown. I guess they everything from Really? You can? That's probably the kind of oversight you did. That's probably why CNN uses you. We can only imagine. But uh, again, attacking these congressmen because they just wanted to go and take a look. And by the way, Phil Mudd, of course, has his talking points wrong. Uh, they did not take up two seats. They were crew seats. And half of these planes, sadly, are coming back uh, empty or close to empty uh, anyway, because Biden has done such a poor job of actually getting our people out. Remember this classic, though? Here's what passes for TV commentary these days. Uh, Phil Mudd, expert. Uh, here's Phil Mudd a while ago. Paris Denard was a spokesman for the uh, Trump campaign. You remember Paris Denard? He used to work at CNN. CNN, of course, because they don't like anyone uh, who's uh, not associated with the liberal talking, uh, talking points, gave him the boot. But he challenged Phil Mudd for using his security clearance to profit off of it and basically being a commentator for CNN. And, and Phil didn't. Phil didn't like that at all. Phil, Phil lost his mind. <laughs> Check this out. Profitable Paris. When I am requested to sit on an advisory board, let me ask you one question. How much do you think I'm paid to do that at the request of the U.S. government? Give me one answer and you got 10 seconds. How much? I'll give I'll ask you a question. How much are you paid for your answer the question contracting gig? For, for being a for being I have a no contracts with the U.S. government that pay money. I'm not talking zero. And this is the thing. When I'm, I'm not talking I'm about asked to offer advice to the U.S. government, Phil, I let's get be paid honest. zero. Phil, let's be That's honest. It. I'm not talking about your role with the federal government. I'm talking about oh, the contracts and gigs that you get about from being a consultant. <laughs> <laughs> this is the. <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a while. <laughs> Beavis, I used to watch that show. It was it started on Liquid TV and MTV is one of my favorite shows. When I was a kid, I loved Mr. Anderson. You guys do this to my trailer? No, that was other kids. That's Phil Mudd. Yeah, Phil, remember that classic? Phil Mudd losing his mind on the air. That's, that's again, what passes for expertise. <laughs> he says he can do oversight for Memphis or whatever. Uh, good job, Phil. Way to knock it out of the park. All right, um, let me move on. You know what? Let me get to my third sponsor quick, but I want to move on because the data from Israel on coronavirus, there's a lot going on, folks. We got to juggle a lot of chainsaws at the same time. Sorry to switch gears like that in the middle of such an important topic, which it is Afghanistan. But there's a lot going on with Corona as well, because your civil liberties are at stake here as well. We got the border thing going on, the inflation crisis. We have to juggle a lot of chainsaws at once. But the Israeli data, the Israel data is really, really concerning right now about what's going on with coronavirus. Um, I appreciate your patience with our sponsors, by the way. They want to be here to talk to you. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, only two more weeks left during GenuCell's summer blowout sale with all packages 50% off. 
Online orders only at GenuCell.com. That's 50% off classics, including GenuCell for eye bags and puffiness, GenuCell eyelid lift, and legendary anti-aging moisturizer, GenuCell XV. Your order today includes GenuCell's customer favorite, Vitamin C Deep Firming Serum. Free, that's right, free at checkout. Sea skin smooth as silk and free from redness and sunspots right before your eyes. Here's Mary from Reno. I've been using GenuCell for a while and it's perfect for my sensitive skin. The products hydrate and bathe my skin. I'm blemish-free so much so I don't need any makeup. I look at pictures of myself 15 years ago and there's barely any change. It's truly amazing. It's perfect for all skin types, even sensitive skin. Paula's a big, huge fan. See results in as little as 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Go to GenuCell.com and enter Dan40. That's Dan40 at checkout for an extra $40 off and free shipping. That's GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Dot com promo code Dan forty at checkout. Check them out. Thank you, folks. So Cheryl Atkinson sums up the Israel data in one tweet, which is disturbing, folks. And and my fear here is that we've been clearly unable to get the truth from government organizations, the CDC, and others, uh, especially the Biden administration about Corona. So we have to go to places like social media, where we see Cheryl Atkinson, Alex Berenson, Steve Dace. Phil Kirpin and others, they're the real truth tellers. If you're following them on social media, you'll get a nice picture about what's going on. The Israel data. Here it is summed up in a tweet. She says there's no mention, and it's talking about an article of natural immunity after COVID infection, which isn't perfect, says scientists, but is strong and not wearing off like the vaccines. Here, she got data from the Israel's, Israel's health ministry. Folks, they're having an explosion, despite being one of the most, listen, this is very important, Despite being one of the most vaccinated countries in the world, Israel, there is an explosion of new coronavirus cases. Yet look at this pie chart. I'll explain it if you're listening on audio. The majority of cases are people who are not, which shouldn't surprise anyone, who are not vaccinated and not previously infected. What is that, 60%? Can I see that right, Guy? That's 60%, right? Yeah. The other one. Okay, I got it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for scrolling. 60%. The second number, 39% of the cases are people who were vaccinated, vaccinated. 39% of the cases are people who were vaccinated already. Folks, that's a big deal. Almost half. Look how many, though, cases, new cases in Israel were from people who were previously infected, naturally infected with coronavirus, therefore have natural immunity. 1%. Folks, now do you see why the vaccine mandate is such a big deal to people? The vaccine mandate is a big deal because people actually believe in science, unlike our CDC, Anthony Fauci, Francis Collins, Joe Biden, uh, 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 our uh, Sagaino, Surgeon General and name only, Vivek Murthy, and Rochelle Walensky. We believe in science. And if natural immunity... If natural immunity confers some degree of some degree of protection against reinfection, don't you think we should study that first before we force, literally force people? The government wants to put a vaccine mandate, force people to get a vaccine that may in fact not add much to their natural immunity. Can we study that first? Notice I said may, because again, I don't jump to either conclusion. I believe in data and science here and reason and logic. Yeah, we laugh sometimes on the show. Sometimes we scream, sometimes we don't. But I do. In the, at the end of the day, I always want you to leave the show informed. It is clear as day. 
based on a rather large sample size set of Israelis who are having a massive bout of a re of uh, of uh, of, uh, of COVID right now countrywide. It's becoming clear as day that the vaccine did not in- perform as expected. Clearly, we were told otherwise. And that natural immunity is performing better. That Israel data is clear as day. I know YouTube will ban this and Facebook will ban it because they hate data and science. Uh, but for those of you who get it before Facebook and YouTube ban it, just know you're better informed and less informed because they refuse to give you the proper data. Maybe let people who've been infected with coronavirus get some data as we longitudinally move on about how long their natural immunity, clearly it's not perfect. 1% of people who had coronavirus are getting reinfected in Israel. But maybe wait until we find out just how robust that natural immunity is before you force them to be injected with a vaccine they may not want. Just maybe. The Daily Mail's finally, uh, well, not the Daily, they've been pretty good. Some of the Daily Mail's been decent. The Daily Mail is reporting on this as well out of uh, the UK. Just 1% of COVID survivors in Britain get reinfected and they're half as likely to get symptoms as first-timers, official data shows. I said to you last week and the week before, folks, when are we going to start reporting on the beneficial effects of natural immunity? You know, I, you know I don't engage in, like, conspiratorial nonsense if I don't have evidence, ever. I don't care. I, no one will ever pressure me into reporting on things I'm not comfortable reporting on. I don't need to be first. I need to be right. But I'm starting to really believe here that there is something going on here. There's something going on. I don't know if it's consortium between, you know, uh, donors for some of these, these, these vaccines. I don't know what it is. But the endless push towards masks and vaccines while refusing, absolutely refusing to talk about natural immunity, monoclonal antibodies, and sidelining that hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, anything else, refusing to entertain any data otherwise. I mean, what? Are you starting to ask yourself, like, is there something going on here? Even Paula, who, believe me, doesn't buy into anything lightly. She's like, I swear, like, there's something going on we're, we're missing here. The endless push for vaccines and masks. Over everything else. It's just, it's, it's puzzling. I want to give a hat tip here for the same topic, but different angle. Hat tip to Mike Cernovich, who picked this out on uh, on social media. I saw it this morning. Remember what we discussed yesterday? Remember the, uh, it was reported as the doctor walkout in Palm Beach Gardens, which is just about 20 miles south of me. I know Palm Beach Gardens well. Yeah. I go to a mall down there. All the time with my wife. Remember we reported on this yesterday? Yeah. The doctor walkout. Well, in case, you know, you think we're making this up, that this was reported as a, a walkout in protest. Hat tip Cernovich. Uh, here's a screenshot from MSNBC. The Chiron reads, we're not making this up, folks. South Florida doctors walk out of the hospital in protest, apparently protesting people not getting the vaccine or something like that. And I suggested to you yesterday, and big thanks to my friend, my doctor friend, Steve, for texting me about it this morning and giving a shout out to the good doctors doing the right thing, because that's the overwhelming majority of you. But to the small subset of doctors out there who've turned into politicians doing walkouts of a hospital, um, I'm disgusted by you. Uh, And really, you should find a new line of work because you're dangerous. You are literally dangerous to people. Let's walk out of the hospital. 
Well, what does that do? What about do no harm? You ever try that? So in case you think, again, we're making this up, that this was reported as a walkout from this Palm Beach Gardens Hospital. Here's what we played yesterday from MSNBC celebrating the walkout. Check this out. Just moments ago, more than 75 doctors staged a walkout to protest the number of COVID patients coming to the hospitals who have not been vaccinated. The thing, let's bring in Kerry Sanders, because Kerry, you're in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, at this doctor's walkout. Carry what, what, and I know the area very well. What Americans don't understand is for every unvaccinated person that's filling up an ICU bed, that means with a hospital's jam, somebody with a heart attack, and I've known somebody in this position, goes there, has trouble getting in, can't get treatment, can't get a bed. It is a nightmare for the doctors. It is a nightmare for the nurses. And to the doctor's uh, point of view, it's worse yet for sick people that want help from them. That is truly reflective of the frustration that you see behind me. And these doctors have gathered, some coming off their shifts to come out here, gathering to try to tell people, please, first of all, ignore the nonsense and the absurdities that you're hearing people say at public meetings and recognize the value of what a vaccine will do. Did you hear it? We did not edit that. That was the reporting. Joe Scarborough said what? Doctors walking out. He was so proud of himself, this numbnut Scarborough, right? So proud of himself, these doctors walked out. And then what does the guy at the hospital say that they're, that's doing the reporting? Some of them walked off their shifts. Well, something happened, folks, overnight. By the way, in case you again have any doubt still that this was reported as a walkout, here's People Magazine. 75 doctors from Florida hospitals walk out in protest of unvaccinated patients. We are exhausted. Yeah, we're all exhausted, docs. Get back to work. Back to work. Back to work. Back to work. Everybody else is working. Back to work. So what happened yesterday? I'm getting wind out there that there were some serious threats of some lawsuits and other things because you're a hospital patient. Your doctor walks off the shift and something happens to you. And all of a sudden, the hospital and the doctors were like, oh, my God, we didn't consider that. So all of a sudden, the walkout narrative had to be changed. Fact checkers to the rescue. To the rescue. Every Fact checkers, folks. I just played for you the coverage. We didn't. This wasn't Republicans pouncing. You idiots reported as a walkout. Some doctors are leaving their shifts. U.S. News and World Report. Fact focus. Florida doctors did not walk off the job. Uh, fact checkers. What really happened? I can almost guarantee you they saw the threat of potential massive lawsuits. Wait, we're paid to do medicine and we didn't do medicine. They could sue. Oh my gosh, lawsuits. It wasn't a walkout. Wasn't a walkout. No, no, it was a unplanned, undocumented Lunch break at seven in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fact checkers do the rescue. Everything, and you wonder why everybody blocks these idiot fact checkers, right? Why everybody just blocks them on Facebook? That's what you need to do. You go to any of your social media. If you see anyone on the left doing these facts, just block them. They're not fact checkers. They're propaganda outlets. Please stop the nonsense. No one's interested in your explanations of what you do. Lead stories and the Pointer Institute. It's all a joke. It's a clown show. Nobody takes you seriously. Matter of fact, you actually have the opposite effect. Remember that poll I read once? 
I put out there that if they see a story by a fact checker, fact check this false, they're more likely to believe it's true. That's how much they failed. Fact checkers do the rescue every single time. All right, moving on. Because on a serious note, this could get ugly fast. Uh, to the Again, to the good doctors out there, thank you for everything you do. I mean it. Doctors in my family, some of my best friends. Uh, love you all to death. You do great work. But again, to the people who are dinos, the doctors in name only, who want to be politicians and say, we're walking out. Please leave the job. Please get out. You are a threat to public health. Leave the job immediately. You are a threat to public health. I can't even imagine having some procedure done and you saying to me, hey, listen, hold on. I got to do a walkout. I'll be back in a minute. Doc, uh, 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 I'll be back in five minutes. I, please leave the job. Reminds me of a, an incident I had. I haven't really talked about much. I'll keep it short. But when I was going through the whole cancer thing, an incident I had at a, at a hospital that I left me stunned. Someone actually like asking me, oh my gosh, like, are you a Republican? I was like, wait, what? Did you just ask me that? I can't even imagine when I was a police officer, someone sitting there bleeding from being mugged. No, hold on, are you a Democrat? I'm sorry, sir, I don't render aid to Democrats. That actually happened to me. It was a big deal. Turned into like a big controversy. Explains how I left and wound up somewhere else. Never talked about that on the air, I don't think. I'll leave the details out of it, but it was ugly. This is where we're going with this. Look at the story. It's just the news. It's in the newsletter today. Please read it. Washington transplant patients removed from waiting lists for refusing COVID-19 vaccine. University of Washington Medical Center defends its decision saying immunity suppression becomes an issue shortly after a transplant. Again, folks, what happened to do no harm? The Hippocratic Oath for doctors. Now are we into the only do harm to people you don't like mode? Is that where we are? Folks, coronavirus has changed a lot of people in America. But I'll say this, and you have my word. For as angry as I am, and I am, I, I, you know, I have a very bad temper at times. That's not a secret. I get angry easily at idiots. I do. Lost it on them on my radio show yesterday. I mean this when I say this. I'm not kidding. It's not virtue signaling or whatever. I don't care. I don't need to signal virtue to anyone. I am a firm believer in Jesus Christ. I don't know your religion. I don't ask. It's not my business. But I would never, ever celebrate the death from someone. I don't care how evil a person politically you are. I would not do that. And I don't think anyone else should either. But those aren't the rules on the left. You're going to see doctors who want to be politicians now. You're going to see a lot of this other stuff. Here was an article in the MRC at up yesterday. No mercy. Martina Navratilova, remember her, tennis player? Celebrated the COVID-19 death of a conservative talk show host, Phil Valentine. She's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, sorry. Beat it. Now, she deleted the tweet later. The tweet said something like, womp, womp, like almost kind of poking fun at this guy's death. You know, I worked at the U.S. Open Tennis Center for a long time, and Martina Navratilova did, did not have a great reputation for being kind to people. So Martina Navratilova should really self-reflect a little bit before she does something like that. One more note on coronavirus before I move on. There's other things to get to. Uh, just quickly, you know, we're being embarrassed right now by Europe and the U.K. Embarrassed. The U.K. has figured out that these mask mandates on kids may have long-term side effects for their development as they can't see people's faces or mouths when they talk. So the UK 
And this is from their own website, gov.uk. Face coverings are no longer advised for pupils, staff, and visitors, either in classrooms or in communal areas. While we continue to face diaper our kids. Just stunning. No evidence to back it up at all. Europe and the UK are embarrassing us. Embarrassing us right now. We're led by a bunch of nanny state idiots. All right, let me get to my, um, my last sponsor. Then I want to move on. I got a couple quick news stories, including an election update. Very disturbing news out of California. Uh, with the California recall election. I got a Ron DeSantis strikes again and the best Trump ad I've ever seen. I'll motor through them fast, but the Trump ad is a must see. So good, so good. Hey, the unknown came in 2020. It changed the workplace forever. Some of us are getting back to the office. Some of us are working from home. The future of work has changed and so is the future of seating. X chair, I got mine right here. I'm sitting in it right now. I love it. Never getting another chair. X chairs at the forefront of home and office seating during the transition. And now X chairs newest innovation, LMAX temperature regulation, takes your seating comfort to a whole new level. Their patent pending LMAX allows you to experience cooling, heat, and massage in your low back while sitting in the chair. You're feeling a bit warm? Set your LMAX to cooling. Feeling stressed out from too many Zoom calls? Turn on LMAX massage therapy and just chill. X-Chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar support was already the best in class with incredibly responsive lower back supports right here. Now with LMAX, your comfort is guaranteed. Moves a little quickly. You won't believe the difference until you feel it for yourself. Imagine regulating your body temperature and getting massage therapy while you're working. X-Chair's LMAX delivers cooling, heat, and massage technology directly to your core. You just press a button right there on the back. Helps increase blood flow, muscle recovery, and energy, all perks that make working from home or the office a joy. There's never been a better time to ditch that old, no-name office chair and boost your productivity by treating yourself to the joys of X-Chair. Go to xchairbongino.com now. That's the letter X, chairbongino.com, or call 844-4X-Chair for $100 off your order. Highly recommend it. X-Chair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort, and you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. Go to xchairbongino.com now and use code XWheels for free. X-wheel blade for, for free X-wheel blade casters. I'm sorry. They're really nice. I'll buy them on my xchairbongino.com, xchairbongino.com. Check it out. Thanks so much, man. Okay, a couple quick stories here I'm going to get to before I get to Ron DeSantis strikes again and this Trump ad. The House has advanced uh, Biden's $3.5 trillion liberal wish list plan. Pelosi beats moderate Dems in power play. Washington Times. Folks, this is a big problem. Why? Um, because we're in a huge inflationary crisis. Outside of this the sheer, sheer stupidity of passing this $3.5 trillion liberal wish list, we don't have the money, which means we will have to print the money. Folks, you think inflation is bad now. You can see an inflation uh, inflation target annualized. If we, do, if we pass this, let's see. Again, it's... Wednesday, August 25th. Let's see if I'm right. If this thing passes, I don't think it's going to get through the Senate. But if it passes, this $3.5 trillion disaster Biden wants, I'll bet the annualized inflation rate, let's say a couple months after the spending starts to hit, starts to range anywhere from 8 to 10%. We'll see. We'll see if I'm right. Hopefully it doesn't pass. It's not an issue. But inflation will go through. You want to eat dog food for dinner? That'll be next if this thing passes. Um, Second big announcement out of Georgia. Herschel Walker declared his Senate candidacy in Georgia uh, uh, against Raphael Warnock. This could be huge. I like Herschel. I've known Herschel. I think he's got a good chance. As long as he stays tight on the issues and stays, uh, you know, loyal to the conservative cause, I think he's got a great shot. We'll try to get him on the show. 
California recall election. Larry Elder has a real shot. You got Kevin Kiley in that race, too. You got a couple others as well. Fox News Los Angeles, however, over 300 California recall election ballots discovered in suspects' vehicle alongside guns and drugs. Ladies and gentlemen, what the hell does anyone have 300 ballots in their car for? Why would you have 300 ballots that are not yours? Because it's only you. Or maybe he had 299 ballots that weren't his, right? Why would you have those in the car? I suspect the fraud in the California election, sadly, could be rife. Get out and vote. I mean, listen, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and give you these rosy estimates. I think Larry Elder is a shot. Sadly, I think he has to win by one or two percentage points more because that's probably the fraud in the race. That's not an excuse not to vote. So when you just hand it to him, I'm not, I don't no, I don't buy that at all. On elections uh, 2022 and 2021 coming up. So uh, whoever Bill Crystal supports, fake conservative, you should probably always go for the other guy. So Washington Post conservative Bill Crystal, <laughs> conservative, endorses Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat, and race for Virginia governor, which means you should probably vote for Glenn Youngkin. Here's my, this is, it's not really a golden rule. Maybe it's like an iron rule or a steel rule instead. But whoever Bill Crystal supports, if you vote for the other guy, you're probably always on the right side of right. So just a note, Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, the Republican, is your choice. Bill Crystal, dipsy doo flipperoo, that's your guy. All right. We haven't done one of these in a while, given the dour nature of the news. But we do have some good guys out there. So I wanted to get to a Ron DeSantis strikes again. I love this guy. I can't get enough of Ron DeSantis. DeSantis doesn't buy the mass cults nonsense because they don't have any solid science to indicate that stop this pandemic. And matter of fact, there is some data that it may be aerosolizing and people sneeze through the mask, aerosolizing uh, the uh, the virus may, rather than droplets. You know, big droplet, mask, smaller droplets works like a sieve, which may allow it to penetrate further into the lungs. So Ron DeSantis is like, I'm going to let parents decide for themselves if they put a face diaper on their kids, which is smart. So here was DeSantis uh, yesterday talking about why politicians love face diapers so much and face masks. Check this out. Politicians want to force you to cover your face as a way for them to cover their own asses. That's just the truth. They want to be able to say they're taking this on and they're doing this. Even though it doesn't, it's not, it's not proven to be effective. They want to continue to do it. He, he's right. This is simply a CYA mechanism for politicians to distract you from their failures to do anything substantial about coronavirus. And they know liberal lemmings will fall right in the trap. Bath for my kids. You have any evidence that this is actually working? I have none. This is what they do. And DeSantis knows it. All right, let me wrap up the show with this today. Cause it's uh it's one of the best ads I've seen in a long time. I'm, I'm happy that the Trump Save America PAC is doing this, you know, doing this now. You may say, well, he's not running until 2024. Some people would debate, because I've heard this, that one of the mistakes the Trump team made in the last election is they came out too early and spent a lot of money um, on, on ads early in the cycle when they didn't make a lot of a big difference. They hadn't even had a Democrat nominee yet. I get it. I understand that. It's not, it shouldn't be dismissed out of hand. So you may say, well, why are you defending the release of this ad now? Because in, in incidents like this, where the failures by Biden are so cataclysmic, 
I think it's important that we get these operations that have the resources and the political skill to go out there and highlight it to make sure people understand that they'll have a choice, maybe not now, but soon. So it's the Save America PAC, the Trump organization. They put out one of the most damning political ads I have seen in a long time, just filleting Joe Biden because of his, uh, for his failures in Afghanistan and elsewhere. Check every second of this out. America is back. Highest inflation rate in the pain is a pop. Southern border is collapsing. The of COVID infections. We amplify our power. We summon the new strength. This is a recruitment Should ad. Should we be embarrassed? Diplomacy <laughs> is back. Now the Taliban are back. Kabul is not in an imminent threat environment. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. They own the whole country now, the Taliban. The Taliban are now in complete control of Afghanistan. Complete chaos. How did President Biden get this so wrong? Well, first of all, the mission hasn't failed yet. If this isn't failure, what does failure look like exactly? Biden, you destroyed not Afghanistan, but the world! I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. Do I bear responsibility? Zero responsibility. China is ready for friendly relations with the Taliban. We have to ask the Taliban for permission for American citizens to leave. True or not true? They they are in control. I can't uh, think of anyone better to lead this operation than than. Uh, uh, They're just chanting "Death to America." Can you call yourself a president? That's just a damning ad. Check it out on my uh, Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino. The, the like, visuals are just stunning. I mean, edited to the point where, really, so what done so well. There is a skill in this. I'm sorry again for the audio, folks. I know you're just hearing a lot of it, but please check it out, rumble.com slash Bongino. The Trump ad, just um, absolutely devastating. Hey, just one quick note before we go. Um, I had a little thing last night at my town hall, and uh, I just want to tell you guys all to stay in the fight, please. It was a valuable lesson for my daughter. I brought my youngest daughter to show her that uh, the do matters, the talk is cheap, and that obviously applies to me too. And uh, we're having a thing in my town that's been dominated, sadly, by liberals. I lived in a conservative town. Somehow four people pretending to be conservatives got elected onto the town commission, so it's four against one. We have one real Republican left. And uh, I showed up last night, too, and let them have it. Thought I was going to get thrown out one point by, uh, <laughs> by the police chief. Didn't happen, which is good. But I brought my kid, and I told her, you need to see that. And I'm proud of all of you that are doing the same thing at your school boards and elsewhere. We have to do, not just talk. So I really appreciate uh, the activism. We're starting to wake up. The sleeping giant's been awakened in America. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you a little bit later on the radio show, and then I'll see you on the podcast tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.